two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. I may have sinned against God and nature, Josh. I need. I think I need your help. I did a okay, really yeah. bad thing as I was writing um, this uh, outline, this script for tonight. Um, mm-hmm. um, I watched all of the Velma show, and I really like it. Oh. Oh, no, you do? Oh, no, Mark. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I don't know what the problem is. Like, I can't tell it's Mindy Kaling. Like, on a on a personal level, like, yeah, I hate her ass. But like, nah, I I was fucking like watching it. Like, I don't like it. But I yeah. sat and watched all four episodes just straight through. And like, okay, man, Josh, I don't know. I got no problem with like Shaggy. I got no problem with the whole like, oh, the woman's only a woman with a man. I, you know what? Fuck it. Like. All we are is, you know, yeah. weak, and all we need is validation from other humans. Like, I right. I don't know. It's <sighs> dumb as shit. It makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. I don't know. I, it's, mm-hmm. mm, I am upset. I, <laughs> I think I'm Tiresias is my point. Oh, I have okay, beheld right. yeah. something great, and now the mm-hmm. gods have stricken my vision. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. blasted my no, mind, they, like... They... Yeah, I, I I mean so and also to be fair, I I have not seen any of the Velma episodes, but I've just all of the like YouTube discourse about how Velma and Mindy Kaling are like ending Western culture as we know it. Like I've been I've been cruising on that for like the last two weeks. <laughs> um but perhaps perhaps if I'm gonna do my due diligence, maybe I do. Maybe I do need to watch watch an episode or two and see if it is as bad as, uh, yeah, all these culture warriors are saying it is. And this is the other thing, which I'm I'm also glad. Well, I don't know. It's gonna say I'm glad that I'm not teaching the criticizing television class <laughs> oh, this semester. Yeah. But then again, ooh, baby, would that be just a just pull the pin off that grenade, lob it into a you know, room full of <laughs> like COVID. Like yeah, yeah. Like here's here's like a room like of undergrads who have like barely kind of gotten their world figured out after like zooming through life the last three years. It's like all right, kids, let's talk about Velma. <laughs> this is your guest professor, Mister Mister Jones. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Speaking of, our, we are going to zoom him in, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But then I, but then I know you, being the showman you are, will rig up some rudimentary smoke effect and explosion, and I can appear from a trap door in the floor. <laughs> oh man! Well, and we are able to do things like that, Mark. We are able to uh, rig up smoke bombs and teleportation spells and uh, confounding people with. Uh, woke reboots of animated series that nobody asked for. And you know why we're able to do that, my friend? Because we are two wizards. And this is the Two Wizards podcast. Welcome, everybody. 
Uh, I'm here. I'm Josh. I'm a wizard. I'm here. I'm Mark. I'm also a wizard. Yeah, I. You know, I'll, I don't. I don't know. I don't get the whole culture war thing. And maybe it's because I like baseline hate Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. I, I never got yeah. into it. It wasn't my jam as a kid. I thought people that were into it were like nerds. So then watching this, it honestly felt. I honestly think that like Family Guy and robot chicken and all this other shit have been like prepping me for this my entire life because it's just a bad redub of a fucking skit you know yeah so it's all the same it's like a robot chicken sketch gone awry and i got Mm -hmm. there's just no problem with i i i don't know why we're all so i'm kind of right now i'm at the same spot where i was why are we all so mad at rings of power Oh, it's because you can't have yeah. elves be a different color. Okay, great. Like, you didn't play enough Skyrim, and that's on you, dog. But, you know, like, I'm kind of <laughs> at the same point. I get the Mindy Kaling hate. I really do. But then, like, she's only the executive producer. It was written by somebody. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas, where, like, it's not a Tim Burton thing. It wasn't oh. his deal. He just put his fucking name on it and gets all the credit for it. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how Hollywood works. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm trying to defend something. I don't know why I'm defending. No. But I'm going to fucking watch episode no. five when it comes out. Like, my name is Mark, and I'm the yeah. only person in America that likes Velma. <laughs> and I'm a white guy, so I guess that means well, Mindy if, Kaling failed. Get fucked. Yeah, well, hey, if if there's anything that's going to propel the Two Wizards podcast to, like, finally getting the, like, widespread recognition and acclaim that it deserves, it's going to be you being a Velma stan. Uh <laughs> Um, but but no, I, I again, I think it is as uh, this this phenomenon that we have identified and pointed at for a long time. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of people just like getting fired up about stuff. Uh, but also, my I'm also not necessarily a big like Scooby Doo fan anyway. Mm-hmm. My closest my closest affinity to that was uh, yeah when I'd be like in I don't know like middle school and sick. And staying home uh, from school, and just like watching Cartoon Network when Cartoon Network was like still, like in its in its infancy, and so yeah, watching reruns of Scooby Doo and then all the other knockoffs like um, oh what was the uh, Jabberjaw Jabberjaw yeah um, the Speed one with buggy. the like talk yeah yeah dude yeah, exactly right uh, so if anything. I, I kind of have like hazy, like feverish recollect, re- yeah, recollections of, like, oh, they're at an abandoned amusement park, and but also like you're saying too, right? I think w- one of the criticisms that I was seeing of Velma is it's like, oh yeah, this is something that like every Adult Swim cartoon did, uh, back in two thousand eight. It is Aqua like, Teen to be sure. Like it's a it's a th- that's yeah. literally what it is. Like you're t- describing it and I was like, that's what it is there. It's the like reboot of like Aqua Teen and Birdman and like Right. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. adult swim like Regenesis or whatever you want to call that. And that's what this is, just the animation's a lot better. Yeah, right. So uh but but at any rate, the the other thing that does kinda of tie tie this together is like uh yeah, this like 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 I was sick, uh, and I was coming off of some junk. You you were just sick and coming off of some junk. So listeners, if if we sound a little hoarse, if we don't quite sound, or if like suddenly we like both hit the wall uh, like a third of the way into the episode and we're just drained, that's probably why we're both coming off some crud. It's going around. Um, but you know what? What might help us? Um, you know, yeah, like stay hydrated, get some fluids in us, right? What? Are, what do we have in our wizards? What do we say? Cups? Cups? Yeah. 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 Wizards cups. Yeah. Wizards yeah. cups. 
because of the tarot card thing. What's in your wizard's cup, Mark? Ironically, it's a wizard's bottle, and what it's a bottle of <laughs> is a bottle of 2020 Old Soul, Old Soul Estate-grown mm. Cabernet Sauvignon out of Lodi, California. Um, oh, baby, look at you go. It was, no, don't don't get up on my dick for it, bud. It was 10 bucks. That's why I bought this. Still, I, I still got to lose weight for St. Croix. Like, <laughs> Okay, no, fair enough. Well, and uh, at least for me, my Wizard's Cup, um, the Mrs. Wizard, true to form, got super excited. She's like, what are you guys recording? Uh, what, what's your topic this week? And I told her, and, and so she did. She went off on her mission. Um and got, uh, got some themed, we weren't necessarily doing themed stuff, but she, this is how she can participate and contribute. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. thank you, Mrs. Wizard. Yes, thank um, you. But she got, she, she got uh, a couple of beverages from Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland. Um, long time fan of the show, mm-hmm. or supporter of the show, I guess. <laughs> or just thing, thing that I drink on the, sh- on the show. Whether they know uh, it or not, they support the hell out of this yeah, show. Yeah, whether they know it or not. Especially on your end, like... Yeah, especially on my end. Um, but I'm going to start off here, and I'm, and I'm honestly a little concerned about this. Uh, but she found, for me, Great Lakes Brewing Company Dank Demon Imperial Dank IPA. Wow. Um, You're going to be the drunk wizard and, tonight, buddy. <laughs> well, and, and like I like skipped lunch. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is going to go straight to my head, but that's okay. Uh, but, yeah, so this is leafy layers of heady hop aromas lurk in every wicked whiff of Dank Demon's hauntingly full-bodied brew. And there's a kind of, like, swamp demon guy um, on the can. That's actually pretty legit, so I'll, so I'll take a picture of it and upload it. Right on. So, and, yeah, this is, this is a full-on pint uh, can instead of 12-ounce. So we're, we're going to be going places, buddy. <laughs> Yes. Yes, we are, and to that end. Yes. Cheers, good buddy. Here's Anya. Oh, yeah. I don't know I enough about wine to know if it's good or bad, but it goes down. That'll play. Okay. Well, because it's what? Hmm? Yeah, mine is very much very very hoppy, uh, very dank, you might say. What's um, what's <laughs> your uh, ABV? Uh, was this eight? Ooh. Yeah, eight. Point zero right. on the nose, um, but then also f- to finish that up uh, with Great Lakes, I also have uh, in reserve uh, the old standard, the old classic, the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. So that'll be nice. Right on. That'll be very nice. Uh, well, hey, so I have this like dank demon thing that has this like kind of swamp monster on it. I have the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Mark, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> this week, Josh. And um, mm. next week. This is going to be a two-parter, guys, already. Spoilers. Mm. Mm. Um, we are talking lake monsters. Oh, baby. Lake monsters. Which, I, I know we were talking about this with astrology last week. Uh, but yeah, another, I think, just like, like vintage... Two Wizards podcast territory because and this goes all the way back to even I would think even like our like fishing episode yeah a little um, bit and like talk about talk about that doing some of the cryptidy stuff doing some of the ooky spooky stuff uh, so so yeah you have you have guided this as you say to be two part episode and yeah I'm excited to see where we go because I because I really have no idea right on. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've already kind of discussed certain types of lake monsters. 
Like, we talked about hu- aquatic humanoids, like the shape-shifting ottermen, right. or, like, every single yokai that exists in water and wants to steal your yeah. liver through your asshole. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the vodnoi, the catfish humans that put your soul in a teapot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, we also kind of skirted around lake monsters last season when we were talking about um, the Lake Iliamna monster in our North Pole cryptids. And oh, right. I've yeah. had this one on my back burner for a minute, and I kind of just got a bolt of in- inspiration. So I'm going to present to you, Josh, because you kind of know what we're doing, but not really, and you, the listeners. Wait. This is going to be lake monsters as understood by the Cola Wars. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be real yeah. stupid, and this will make sense a little bit later on. Um, Real quick, I'm going to shout out my sources. The Field Guide to Lake Monsters and Sea Serpents by my personal lord and savior, Lauren Coleman and Patrick Hugh. Southerners vs. Saurians by who, Josh? That's right, John LeMay. Uh, several papers by a plesiosaur expert named Dr. Adam Stewart. Uh, Lake Monster Mysteries by Dr. Benjamin Radford. He is awesome, and he follows me on Twitter. Shout out to you, Dr. Atlantis. Oh. I love this guy. He's, he's amazing. Um, the Siberian awesome. Times and OgopogoSightings.com. Oh, sweet. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, so we're going to start this off, Josh. Let's play a little game here. Um, You, me, and Johnny decided, fuck it. We're going to cry off the tower that is insurance, uh, dispute resolution, uh, fragmentary Greek theater, and counseling. And we are going to pony up our collective money and buy that missile silo in Maine and start up our podcast there. And on that missile silo in Maine is a great big old lake. And we look out in that lake one day, and there is a lake monster, Josh... Tell me what you're seeing when you see a lake monster. What do you think of? Oh, man. So, I'm going to... No wrong answers. Well, I was like, gonna... There's no wrong answers here. <clears throat> no, I, well, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to try to resist the urge to just immediately default to, like, a Nessie type. Like, some, yeah, some sort of, like, please or whatever. And I was trying to say that, but then, of course, like, that's, that's one of the first things that immediately comes to mind, right? Like, Nessie... Um, there's also, oh, there's also one in Lake Erie. What is it? In Lake Erie? Yeah, I think there's like a Lake Erie-like monster that I'm sure there is. Fuck, I, that's, I didn't cover a Lake Erie one. I Bessie. Did, yeah. Bessie. Bessie. Oh, one, one, yeah, 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 yeah. Bessie is a name given to a lake monster in Lake Erie, uh, also known as, uh, South Bay Bessie, or simply the lake. Okay, so this is Bessie. Um... There's also <laughs> Plessy yep. in, <laughs> in up in Huron, right? You're right, yep. right. So, so trying to like resist that archetype a little bit and like push myself a little. Well, no, but you already said the Ottermen because I was just gonna say like, what well, if it's like an Otter thing? But no, you just we already talked about <laughs> the like, Kishtaka. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Um, but. Maybe it doesn't have to be just one. Maybe there's like a variety. There's there's a whole there's a whole uh, yeah set of um, yeah there's a whole ecosystem of lake monsters that some are mammalian, some are reptilian, some are some are fishies. Now I thought I asked you to stop hacking into my uh, notes there, Josh, because you literally just outlined the next two episodes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> No, no. I mean, what else could it possibly be? No, it's great. (laughs) 
you're not wrong. You okay. so okay. Number one, you're in a very unique spot. Um, where you are, there is a lake. You are like separated by like I think twenty miles in Columbus in any given direction from a lake monster. Yeah, it's 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 silly. There's, there's that whole aquatic humanoids episode we talked I went back and listened to it just for context because I wanted to be very clear in the lake monster types I was doing this week um, and we're talking about that like forgotten segment what the fuck is wrong with Ohio like Ohio yeah. one of man like the Loveland frogmen we cover was one of like the first things we ever covered yeah and that's out of Ohio mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. you are so close to lake monsters it's not even funny and I think that's great yeah yeah no it's <laughs> So, lake monsters are a lot like soda. Everybody has one, and they're all pretty much the same, but they're just a little bit different. Lake monster sightings represent the broadest category of cryptid sightings, with water horses like Nessie, long sea serpents like the logger float worm, and the Cataburosaurus, the freshwater Oklahoma octopus, and the insane amount of mammalian-based cryptids like orange eyes in Ohio or the bunyip in Australia. These sightings can occur on ancient Great Lakes, 70-year-old reservoirs where beasts have taken up residence, or along literally any given body, river, stretch, puddle, pool, or pond of water. Any place that a human can look out at a thing and misinterpret an idea and panic. That's where a lake monster yeah. can exist. All this is to say that tonight I want to focus on, I want to call them the two most prevalent types of lake monsters. So it's going to be the Coke and Pepsi, if you will, the water horse and the sea serpent. Um, but before I get into my half, Josh, I asked you to work up just a little bit about water horses. Would you mind? So a Kelpie is a, is a um, yeah, like a, 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 a being, a creature from Scottish folklore. Um, and it is, and it's a water horse. That's what it is. Um, they're, 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 they're black. They can, they can kind of shapeshift. They can, they can take on different forms, including humans. Um, and one of the kind of ideas is like, if you're just kind of wandering around and you see this like black horse, um, without a rider, just kind of hanging out as tempting as it is to just jump on that strange horse and ride it around. Mm. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. Um, because when you jump on, you won't be able to dismount and inevitably, um, this thing's going to, yeah, dive into some sort of water, be it a lake, be it a river, uh, and drown you. So, yeah, so don't don't fear the Reaper, but also don't ride the Kelpie. Uh, just don't. Uh, and, 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 yeah, and, like, that sort of, yeah, that, that sort of, like, motif appears, like, a, a, across a bunch of different um, cultural traditions and things like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so, yeah, like, Kelpie, evil, shape-shifting... Uh, horse thing that just wants to drown you. Yeah, yeah. But just to be clear, because my whole thought was like we're talking about water horses, and somebody's going to go, "Oh yeah, like a kelpie." And I'm going to do 20 minutes on why Nessie is a the ghost of a catfish, and someone's going to get really upset with me. So <laughs> we're covering all our damn bases. Well, uh, so so then also to to be fair to to kind of help just just because I brought it up too. So yeah, there's the kelpie, uh, but then there's also this thing called a selkie. Yes, which is something slightly different this is like yeah this is a creature um that not exactly like by day and by night but in the water this thing is a seal um and it swims around and it has a seal family uh and then what what can happen is it can flop onto dry land 
uh, sort of like step out of its fur, uh, its like skin, and and be a human that can walk around and do human things. Um, and, and, and this also appears in folklore all over the British Isles, um, uh, parts of Scandinavia. And it, and it also kind of, I guess, scratches that kitsune itch where so many stories of like, oh, a young man um, sees this beautiful woman uh, often, again, like bathing in a stream and naked. Um, and, and, and they get married and, and maybe even have kids. Uh, but suddenly she like disappears one night and the husband has no idea what's going on. Um, and it's because she's a Selkie and she like puts her, 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 her seal fur coat back on, which is her actual skin. And then she goes and swims off. Um, Weird. and then right also, and, and like with the Kitsune children, um, from this pairing, from this union, uh, yeah, those those kids, they are sometimes said to, um, yeah, either like be really good swimmers or like or, or like maybe their like skin is kind of like a grayish sort of thing, like a seal is has has a gray fur. Um, some people think that uh, there are certain sort of birth abnormalities where uh, persons like fingers and toes are webbed together. Oh, and so maybe, and so like maybe. The, the Selkie story helped, or offered an explanation for that. It's like, oh yeah, uh, John John over there, he's a, he must have hooked up with a Selkie because all of his kids have webbed, webbed digits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better, better or worse or not. Um, but yeah, so, so and, and, and Selkies uh, are typically kind of benign. They're not like m- malicious. They just want to be seals, but then every once in a while, jump up on land and do and do human things. Um, and then, just very finally, uh, there's a there's a wonderful uh, animated movie called The Song of the Sea. It's an Irish um, animation company. Oh, it came out in 2014, I want to say. And and, and and it tells the story of yeah of that like a, a family where the mom's a selkie. And she leaves, and it's it's beautifully, it's gorgeously illustrated uh, and animated. So I would highly recommend. Yeah, the song, the song of the sea. Okay. What it, yeah, it's gotta be it. Wikipedia. Okay. Also, real quick, um, Wikipedia had like an update, and it looks absolutely stupid now, <laughs> and it's freaking me out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm like, what the yeah yeah song yeah that's what I'm saying song of the sea. Why wasn't it pulling up anyway? Uh, yeah, is 2014 animated fantasy film directed and co-produced by Tom Moore. Oh, Tom spoke with two ones. Um, so yeah, check it out. Fucking yeah, really good. Um, right on. But yeah, Kelpies, Selkies. Thank you, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. As always. So water horses, Josh. Um, these are the Coca-Cola of lake monsters. According to the uh, Field Guide of Lake Monsters, they are a gigantic freshwater cryptid with an elongated body and neck with a rounding body appearing as humps in the water. They have two sets of flippers, sometimes separate or sometimes attached, and their their tail also can be, like, straight or sometimes like a seal and flare out. Mm. Um, They more than often exhibit a mane of fur, and close-range sightings report that the body is covered in hair. It's a seal. It's literally just a seal. 
Um, yeah, this is just <laughs> individual sightings. Um, so like individual sightings will vary, but they kind of keep the template of basic like size, color, and sexual dimorphism. Maybe, maybe, maybe some of these guys are sexually dimorphic in that the males are you know physically different from the female because the males will be bigger and hairier, while the females will appear to be smaller and like hairless. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not unlike in humans. Mostly. Yeah. Unless the woman is Greek. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> um, from time to time, schools of this type of lake monster can be seen representing this. So you'll have, like, a male and female pair and maybe a couple babies. Hmm. The water horse can be found in a marine fjord, lakes, and rivers... But all habitats have to be at least close to a deep, steep-shored lakes. So, you know, lakes that are real deep with a really sharp drop-off point. And spoilers, guys, or heads up, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to be talking a lot about lakes tonight. We really need to drive home the point that lake monsters might be everywhere, but only in one type of everywhere. Mm. We're going to talk a lot about lakes. (laughs) Um Really interestingly, these sidelies or these sightings widely but not completely represent a thing called the monster latitudes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and this is posited by my third personal Lord and Savior, Ivan T. Sanderson, in his book Things. And remember he did the vile vortices bit too, where he said that like Earth was broken up in ley oh, lines right. like an icosahedron. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Well, so he started looking at lake monster cases. And he found that there is a belt that correlates worldwide with the barrier of northern coniferous forests versus southern tropical hardwood forests. And it's in this northern band, that's where most lake monsters live, between 37 and 64 degrees. Interesting. But they're all up. Like, there are some, like, to be clear, there are, like, South American lake monsters. There are African lake monsters. But, like, the African Mm -hmm. ones are more, like, dinosaur-based, like Michele Mbembe. It's mm. it's a different thing. It's real weird. And, like, yeah, duh. And that is interesting. I, but, you know, it's yeah. that also that thing of, like, you can take a map of a thing and put it over a chart of a thing, and it's, like, Mario yeah. Brothers players oh. versus, like, people who are addicted to methamphetamine and they'll, like, correlate maybe a little bit. Like, I get it, yeah. but at the same time, this man took enough time to go, hey, all these fucking sightings kind of line up here. <laughs> yeah, he he did that preliminary work, and so that, that needs to be... Taken, taken as it is, yeah. Taken as something, yeah. Um, as a general yeah. rule, of, so this is like, I guess be- between anybody who would count themselves a, a lake monster biologist, a dracontologist, if you will, um, you need a breeding population of about 100 animals at any given time to support a population and not have it like succumb to inbreeding. Okay, yeah. So... Bear that in mind as we talk about some of this, but then at the same time, it all just makes perfect sense. Um, I don't know. It got so weird. Um, We also need to talk really quick about how much biomass it takes to make a lake monster. Oh, true. Yeah. So, like, a plesiosaur, you know, is going to eat more fish than a grizzly bear, right? Like, you need to have scaled up rules. And then as you get into looking at some of these other things, some of these lakes, they don't have a lot of anything in them. And so you got to say, well, there's probably nothing there. They're not on land, like, actively eating deer. They're not, you know, so where are they getting their food? But, like, lakes like Loch Ness, according to Nova, Josh, this is goddamn Nova on brought to you on PBS by viewers like you. 
Um, <laughs> the Loch Ness provides more than enough biomass just in its fish population. And that does not count the amazingly huge amount of eels inside of it. And all that is to say, once again, this amount of biomass can exist to make the conditions for a lake monster and a population of lake monsters to exist. Mm -hmm. um, the point is, if you're looking for a lake monster, you're going to get real high and you're going to go to old, cold, deep lakes. Like the mm -hmm. ones in Russia... Norway, Sweden, Scandinavia, Finland, Ireland, Canada, and North America. Hmm, almost like a belt at the top of the goddamn world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <coughs> and like I knew this. I kind of always knew. And then you get to looking into it. Like right, yeah. every great lake yeah, has but, at but least until somebody, one lake monster in it. Like, yeah, but until somebody just like flat out st states it. Yeah, you're right. It's it's something that's like, oh yeah, shit. I guess it is like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you also need to be in super old forests. I'm not going to do the Loch Ness Monster tonight, but I am going to talk about the Loch Ness a lot. Um, a lot of Loch Ness Monster sightings spiked in 1933 when the forests around the Loch Ness were being clear-cut. And people were reporting seeing the monster on land walking around in what was forest. Just these little things, right? Um... And that really bums me out, too, because I just imagine, like, Nessie, like, lumbering about... Yeah, where'd all the trees go? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, if, it's, if it is... Yeah, like, maybe that maybe it gets, like, itchy scales, and the only way to relieve those is by rubbing its long neck against these, like, tree trunks. But now... Man, what's the Scottish word for Lorax? Because we need... We need Nessie. We, we need it's Scottish Nessie. Lorax. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, or maybe the, God damn, oh God, wouldn't that be amazing? I, 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 uh, I can't even do it. I'm so excited. But yeah, just like, I want to see, okay, so yeah, like, instead of like Mindy Kaling reboots Scooby-Doo, uh, we need somebody to reboot the Lorax. <laughs> Mike Myers like, reboots the Lorax as Nessie. Yeah, right, exactly. I oh, awesome can't, that be? what have you done to my forests? Oh, <laughs> this is my lock. <laughs> That's it. We'll Shut up, Kelpie. <laughs> Shut up, Kelpie. Right, exactly. Hey there, Nessie. What are we doing? We can eat some haggis. We're going to talk about bagpipes in the morning. we playing with claymores. <laughs> 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 oh man too good too good Woo. sip of wine because we're getting squirrely josh we're going to russia first we're going to start in russia okay. as all good things do well not really at all but um because what is russia josh that's right it's prime goddamn lake monster territory Oh, man. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. It is huge. It is sweeping. It is uncharted. It is ancient growth forest. It is glacial dug lakes. Um, there are a set of twin lakes in Siberia called Lake Kehir, which is Mongolian for love, I learned. Aww. Which is located about 100 miles south of the Laptev Sea. So it's about as north as you can get. Like, the, the, the Laptev Sea is like, that's the, like, the ice wall. Like, that's... That's it. That's the North Pole. Anything past that. Um, gotcha. So the lake itself is a uh, semi-active bottomless volcanic crater. There oh. are hot springs in somewhere inside the crater that heat the water and it never freezes. 
in um oh wow the lake itself is 72 square miles in 1964 a group of russian geologists whose names i'm not going to try to say um <laughs> were reported were so they were in they were out um doing a mineral survey and they reported seeing this creature in uh, lake kahir um, out, and so this is one of their explanations. I went down to the lake to draw water and saw a creature that had crawled onto the shore, apparently to eat some grass. It had a small head and a long gleaming neck and a huge body covered with jet black skin and a vertical fin running down the spine. So this geologist books it back to camp to round up his comrade posse. That's right, Josh Keo, Foggy Mountain Breakdown <laughs> in... Balalaika. Yeah, but on a... Yeah, exactly. In, in Balalaika. Man, look at us being, like, multicultural. We're, we're doing Scottish, the Lorax. We're doing Russian, Foggy Mountain Breakdown. Look at us go, man. Balalaika Breakdown. Fuck, I lost my spot. Um, they loaded up with cameras and guns, but the beast had disappeared by the time they returned to the site. Photos were taken, however, of these great big trampled swaths of grass. So, like, something very big had been in the area very recently. Um, mm. And as they're looking around the area, it reappeared in the lake. Um, and this is taken from one of the geologist's accounts. Uh, suddenly a head appeared in the lake and then a dorsal fin. The creature beat the water with its long tail, producing waves on the lake. You can imagine when we saw with our own eyes that the stories were true. So... Good for him. Um, yeah. And this this one guy who gave the account, I am going to attempt his name because he's kind of fun. His name was uh, Rukosuyev, and he was the one giving this account. And someone says, hey, what do you think it was? And he says, oh, I don't know. Maybe it was an ichthyosauri. And Josh, do you know you, you know what ichthyosaurus are, right? Uh, those are... Those are- Fish, fish lizards. They're fish lizards, yeah, but they're fish lizards. To be fair, they're 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 more dolphin than uh, sauropod. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but then yeah. he follows that line up with the killer clutch of, um, why would I know? I'm a geologist, and ooh, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> the cold stoicism of a Russian geologist named Rukosoyev. <laughs> Uh, cryptozoologist Carl Schuker says this whole deal was a hoax used by Russian media to drum up something. It, it was some Russian mm. propaganda gets weird with their monsters. Their Russia's real. So like where America will never come out. Like Biden won't come out tomorrow and go, ah, hey there, corn papa. Ah, uh, Bigfoot is real. Uh, I forgot to tell you, I misspoke. Uh, and Roswell and the aliens, oh, those are real too. That's not going to happen, right? Versus right, Russian media, right. where like, they'll get on the news and be like, oh, you guys, we got this super fucking cool lake monster. It killed a bunch of dogs a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you live in Russia? Um, they talk yeah. about like the Russian Bigfoot, the Alma. The Alma gets like fucking screen time weekly. Shit like this. It's cool. Um, That's awesome. Really, really, we're the same. They just, we watch our Bigfoot shows on History Channel. They watch theirs on the news. Who's worse? Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking tell at this point. Like, <laughs> um, About 500 miles east, southeast of this lake is the lake Labienkir. It is a 17 square mile lake with an average depth of about 171 feet. And unlike every other lake in the region, it does not freeze. Again, this is in Siberia. Holy shit. What a big deal that a lake in Siberia doesn't freeze. Instead, <laughs> it is always at least 36 degrees. 
There are also numerous underwater caverns that have not been mapped, and a 14-mile-long underwater passage between this lake and another lake called Vorta, which is said to have a what? That's right, Lake Monster! <laughs> this spot has been called Russia's Loch Ness because oh, yeah. of the amount of I mean, lake monster sightings within it. And it was discovered yeah. once again by a geology team in 1953. <laughs> that's so stinking cool, man. <laughs> I just... Oh, God damn. Man. So, okay, right. Because that's something that w- w- you and I have both lamented forever, right? Like, there's no... There's no frontier anymore. Uh, we've missed out on the age of discovery. Maybe we're thinking about it wrong. Maybe we need to just, like, move to Siberia. Because, uh, like, that's where... Yeah, that's where all these, like, Russian cryptids are. Um, we can go check... We, we can do, like, another survey of the Tunguska area. Like, maybe Russia is still the great undiscovered landmass <laughs> um, that... Because, like, A, it's just, like, huge anyway. And B, like, the Russian bureaucracy and government to, like... Like, everything's so, like, tightly shut up over there. Um, yeah, they're not going to let anybody go just traipsing around. So, goddamn, man. Maybe maybe that's life goals for 2023. I mean, I'm not being that guy, but I'm a geologist. And Yagavrish Parushki, <laughs> like, I can get through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you... You taught yourself Russian because you thought you were, like, a dancing bear character for a play. Uh, whoops, it was Hans Christian and Anderson. And I was told learning. it was said in Russia, not goddamn Copenhagen. <laughs> Doc Newman lied to me and said, oh, yeah, it's set in, Mo- set in Moscow. Cool. I'll brush up on some Russian cool. this summer. <laughs> but that's, a st- that's another story for another Two Wizards episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. But, uh, okay, all right. So, yeah, giant Russian lakes that are connected by underground fourteen tunnels. Okay, I we can't. Okay, we need to just get your little bell, Josh, because we need to not let Mark oh, get oh. insane on fucking subterranean like passages. Okay. Yep. Yep. Fourteen yep. miles. Oh my god. Okay. Um, miles. One sighting of this lake monster. It was by uh, one Victor. Fucking A. Here we go. Yep. Is, oh my god. Okay. Uh, by one Victor Tedor Tevobov, who described the memorable encounter in his diary. It moved in an arc, first along the lake, then straight towards us. As it approached, I was seized by a strange numbness that chilled my bones. That dark gray creature rose slightly above the water, with animal eyes and something like a stick protruding from its body. Rising partially with a heavy movement, the monster spurted forth and plunged into the water. There was no doubt we had seen the devil. Sightings of this thing persisted in 1990, or, per, or persisted. In 1999, it reportedly went on a dog-killing spree and killed a bunch of dogs. I oh wasn't kidding about the lake monster that killed a bunch of dogs. <laughs> uh, but they were, they were proud of it. Apparently they were joking about it. Like, ha ha ha, it's, it's going out and getting the dogs. Good for it, it's hungry. Like, um... <laughs> In 2013, a radar sweep of the lake found several massive blobs moving along the bottom of the lake that they could not account Shut for. Shut the hell up. That's amazing, but That's, terrifying. It's the problem. That's the fucking problem is that radar is so nothing at all. Like, uh, like, 
Radar is everything. We fight wars with wit radar, you know, like, and oh, this is 2013 God. radar, so it's really, really yeah. good radar. But like, <laughs> right? This isn't like this Sean isn't Connery hunt, Hubbard like, hunt for the Red October. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. You're not torpedoing like a magnetic field because you're an idiot in California. Like, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Enough about Russia. Let's say Dasvidaniya to Russia. And let's say Konnichiwa to Japan, because it's close enough on the map for me to make this jump logically. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to, like, structure these as, like, you know, intelligent. Um, No, no, no. These are great. These are great. (laughs) Thank you, buddy. Um, On the literal tail end of Japan, on the island of Kyushu, is a caldera lake called Ikeda. What's the caldera? It's a volcano crater that's filled up with water. So once again, we have a source, a, a, a freshwater lake with a like super, not superficially heated, but like a naturally heated source. Mm. Um, the lake is only 4.2 square miles, but because it's in a volcanic caldera, it's almost a perfect circle, and it's 750 what? feet deep. So like, again, it. I I like the idea of the cultural crossover of lake monsters. So, like, in America, you get, a, like, a sustained population of a couple guys in a great big lake, right? Versus in Japan, mm-hmm. you get lake monsters in, like, a little tiny lake that's stacked up and down. Like, there's... It's the same thing. It's the same thing, just different. The way that we, like... I, I don't know. I like how lake monsters also, like, assume the, like cultural norms of development in that culture. I think it's cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm... Absolutely. Wow, maybe this old soul wine is fucking me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's 750 feet deep, home to some monster eels that can get up to seven feet long. <sighs> but Josh, no. those aren't the only Mizumi no Bakemono that's uh-oh, like a monster. Uh-oh. Did that for you guys <laughs> in these parts. <laughs> In true Japanese fashion, this monster's more of a yokai with an origin story. It states that a white mare once lived by the lake. A dickish samurai stole the mare's foal, and she was so pissed off that in true yokai fashion, she committed suicide by jumping into the lake. This horse is now a huge beast known as Issy, who sometimes rises to the surface of the lake to search for its lost foal. Now, cut to modern times, um, when this monster Issy was first sighted in 1961. But it didn't really gain any credibility. It was just, oh shit, there's something really big and weird in the lake. Until a little bit later that year when it was seen by 20 people at a funeral. And then oh my god. Issy fever exploded. My other big favorite with lake monsters is the mass sightings of a thing. It's oh not god, just one yeah. drunk fisherman who saw like, oh, there was a monster and he knocked me out of a boat. Shut up, you were drunk, Greg. Okay, you're right, I was. Yeah. But he was still there and he asked me for tree fitty. But like... <laughs> more than like I'm sorry dude like it, more than one person is cool and then like 20 yeah no fucking 20 people at a funeral saw it um that's oh god that's it's, so cool it's wild like um in September of 1978 Yutaka Kawaji uh or sorry Yutaka Kawaji's children saw Issy when they were playing by the lake shore and they noticed two black humps about 16 feet in total length so like there's two black humps, and the space between the point of hump one and hump two was about 16 feet. 
Um, they rose about two feet out of the lake. The children called their father, who jumped into a motorboat and chased it around the lake for about four minutes until Issy got bored and went back under the surface. Okay. I... This is my theater history brain being enabled by Dank Demon Imperial IPA. Yes. I want to write, or I want to commission at least, because maybe it's, it's not my place to write this. I want to commission a uh, neo-Japanese no-play about Issy. <laughs> because here's, okay, here's the blueprint for like 75% of no-drama. Um, dude is walking by a field or something and sees a lone person acting strange Asks the lone person what's going on. They give some cryptic, um, uh, uh, or yeah, they, they, they speak cryptically and somewhat in riddles. First guy's like, okay, this kind of reminds me of famous historical event. And wouldn't you know it, the person speaking crypt cryptically is the ghost of that very important figure from historical event. And their spirit is tormented and cannot find rest. Uh, they do a little dance. They, they like transform from their human self into like a ghost. They do a dance. Um, the play ends. Mm. I want one where dude is out there on Lake Ikeda. Um, maybe having just come from this funeral. Sees a lone person just kind of off by themselves. Ask what's going on. They give cryptic answers. Turns out that's the ghost of, yeah, this white horse um, that lost its foal because this fucking jerk samurai and, um, yeah, the Sengoku period. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> took her took her foal uh, to go join the shogun's um, army or whatever. Transforms into Issy, does a dance. No play over. I want that to fucking happen so bad. Oh, that'd be amazing. Fucking ride it, baby. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, in December of 1978, uh, she, it was uh, photographed once again by Toshiaki Matsuhara. Uh, he used a high-power telephoto lens. Uh, when he noticed Ooh. something in the middle of the lake creating whirlpools, that something was the monster. Josh, it's playing. It's playing. Oh. Like, it's... And again, it's so... It's so fucking Japanese-y. We're like, you just see Bigfoot, like, walking through and shitting and being mad at you. Versus, like, yeah. no, here is the venerable monster Ishii playing in the lake, mm -hmm. making those sweet-ass Izumaki. Like, man, <laughs> I... It's just so... But, you know, like, it played with... Because the other report, the, the other report, the uh, Kawaji report, the guy got into a boat and chased it around the lake trying to see what it was. And he, like, reported, like, coming up and surfacing and, like, playing with, like, literally playing with, with like, dolphins play with, like, divers and shit. Like, you know, they'll dance around the boat and shit yeah. until it got bored and swam away. It just got bored and they're like, all right, I'm out. Like, yeah, man. That's enough for now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, man. you're right. Yeah, that is enough for now with Issy. On the other side of the country, yeah. however... It, it's cool. We, uh, you know, Issy is on the the south side, up on the north side 
um, in Hokkaido. So, like, the other end of Japan. Um, oh, right, right, right. In another Caldera Lake. Fucking drink. The drink, Caldera. Uh, which also never freezes. But this lake has a surface area of 30 square miles and a maximum depth of 387 feet. Again, it, it's bigger, but it's not as tall. I just, I fucking love it. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Given that this is a semi-active volcano, or volcano, um, the water is a little bit more acidic, so not a lot of shit lives inside of it, except for rainbow trout. Um, okay. I bring this up because, Josh, you're a Colorado boy and all about rainbow trout, right? Ooh. What's mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. rainbow trout you ever caught? Oh, man, the, big, the biggest one I ever caught, it was maybe, I think it was not quite a foot. Okay, okay. So that pales in comparison to um, th- this here monster named uh, Kusi, who lives in Lake Kusharo. I should have said the lake's name was Kusharo. I apologize. Okay. The okay. lake monster okay. Kusi, who's, uh, between, what you know, varying on descriptions, uh, between 30 and 60 feet long. So you're just a little short there, bud. Um, okay, yeah, just a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she is a... I like to call them girls. I don't know why. I assume all lake monsters are girls. Well, that also seems to be... Yeah, so... And, and, and I'm sure you'll, you'll get to this, right? Like, because not only is the naming convention following uh, Nessie, but yeah, like, they almost always have to be girls, too. Like, that's the other thing. Which is which is great. There's something, there's something about that as opposed to... It, and maybe it is. Maybe it's like the kind of coy, ma- still, even though it's like a giant monster, kind of maternalistic. I mean, I think that's a much better one. They're just like, oh, here's a big raging lake monster swinging its aquatic dick around, you know. Um, like, super, like, amped up. Like, yeah, that's not going to be a good tourist a- attraction. You want something kind of cute and... Um, I-, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, in this moment, I want you to understand that you just ruined my ending. Fuck! Fuck! It's all God right. Damn it. It's not how the entire ending. Doing this? It's only one little part of the ending, and you have no idea how you uh, just did it. Oh no, it's fine. How do I keep doing this? I'm Mark? so proud of you. God I'm. There's no way you no, could have I'm fucking pimped this. I'm so fucking proud of you. Oh, buddy, I'm so I'm proud mad of you. Myself. Don't be mad. No, not at all. It's all right. Um, <laughs> okay, so okay, but but cussy, cussy, yeah, which is maybe cussy, like because you know coo, but I don't know. Um. But, um, but also, I hate that, goddamn, thank you, Gen Z, like, the other naming convention, like, anything that ends in U-S-S-Y, <laughs> for U-S-S-I, it's like, fucking Zoomers, yeah, sure, we destroyed I, your brains with TikTok. I really need you to not, not write that as the origin story for this, where instead of taking the, um, uh, okay. the, the horse's full, the samurai took, yeah. uh, Cussie's cornbread. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Not at all. It's not, not a me. Fucking, it's great. It's the beer. It's not me. It's the dank demon. <laughs> you are exhibit. You are manifesting the drunk wizard tonight, and it's wonderful. Um, really, I don't have a lot on her. Um, she is between thirty and sixty feet long. Um, dark brown and water horsey in aspect, with a large horsey head, but silver eyes. Everybody makes a point to say that she, they er, that she has silver eyes, but also, very very uniquely, except for in one other case. Um, Kussy is reported to make grunting and clicking noises like echolocation. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and shy of rattling off every single sighting since 1950 because, holy shit, they are numerous, and they are continuing to this day. Josh, you can go go find Kussy sightings right now 
Instead, I'm gonna let the photo evidence speak for itself, and I'm sending you these photos in real time. Oh, yep, yep. yep. Picking up the phone, uh, looking for. Oh, yeah, here we go. Received. Oh shit, that's cool. That is cool. <gasps> okay, that that third one <laughs> definitely looks a little chopped, but still, it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that third one is from 1978. Wait, what? Yeah, the first year from, from the 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one is the most credible one we have of Kussy. The other two, the, listeners, I'll put this up on Instagram, Two Wizards Podcast yeah. and Two Wizards Podsy one on Twitter. It'll be up there, too. Or on our Facebook group, Two Wizards Facebook. I don't know, whatever. Um, they'll all be up there. But, yeah, the first two were 1950s, and then the last one was in the 70s. And a lot of people cite that as the most credible one. I mean, well, okay. I blame the Japanese for picking the most kawaii as the most credible, but. Yeah, that's also true. I also, I'll, I'll be a little bit of rain on this parade, too. Um, I mean, this is also a culture that even by the 70s had advanced technology for rubber suit Reptiloid. Uh, Probably the technology. most advanced technology in the entire world. Yeah. They had been like basing their inter- entertainment <laughs> off of it for how many goddamn years? Like, so if there, who knows? Maybe somebody from that production company, Toho, had a had a favor. Yeah, Toho. Maybe someone from Toho like had a favor, like dialed in, um, phoned in. <laughs> But still, it would, it is it is undeniably very cute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cute. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, yeah, uh, Japanese lake monsters—they're cute, they're precious. I like that it's still the same thing, and people have been seeing them for as long as we've been seeing the Loch Ness monster. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's independent; it's on their own. It's the same like archetype of a thing. Um, I really I really just kind of wonder about the idea of like ancient Japanese paleontology. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, yeah. um, Japan has uh-huh. some pretty good-sized mosasaurs in their fossil record. Um, those are the um, aquatic reptiles with the fins and, right, like, the right. big heads. But, like, they got some of those. Um, just what the ancient people in Japan would have found and how they would have taken it. Or even, like, the, the, the pre-modern. What happened when, like, the Tokugawa yeah. shogunate found a plesiosaur head? You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. Because it was, yeah, just... By, by the fact that it is an island nation, and then very intentionally chose like an isolationist policy, well into yeah like the nineteenth century. Yeah. Um, God, that's so. And stupid. then and then and then like because they got in what Chicago ended in what eighteen sixty fifty. You yeah it was like right around the like U.S. Civil War. Yeah. Um, well, so my point with after? that is, is like, because America mm-hmm. got into the fossil shit in like the 1830s. Yeah. Yeah. I. Mm. Uh, we're doing. Ooh. I got a whole episode about um, um, the the early dickishness of fossil hunters, but oh, that, <laughs> that's coming up. <coughs> anyway, Josh, let's say sayonara to Japan, and that's the last time I will yes. racistly address a country with its native language. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I, you can take And Rage say hola to Argentina. Or well, should I say, and say guten morgen to Argentina. Argentina, huberales. <laughs> What's that joke about? Look into rat lines, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I love it. <laughs> so, um, Argentina. Yeah. Um, um, well, also, hey, guys, uh, you won also, the World yeah. Cup. Shout out to you. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I made it. a Nazi Messi. joke. I'm sorry. Um, it's all right. But, it's, you know, I, but hey, look, I bet look, that our listeners did not see that coming. Uh, uh, Josh, um, do you have any update to your Wizards Cup? Well, I, I was just going to say, I somehow uh, slayed the Dank Demon. Um, and I, if it's any, like... Hey, I would rather be on a, uh, yeah, cargo ship hauling um, pig iron through the Great Lakes after after all that experience. So, Edmund Fitzgerald, here here's to you, good good ship. <laughs> Future Mark has already cut in. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot's ballad, the Edmund Fitzgerald, as I stand here and play to my head and look out to yeah. a Great Lakes shipwrecks episode two years ago. And take a deep oblivion seeking pull off my bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Okay, but uh. we are in Argentina. We find ourselves in Argentina now. We are in Argentina. Um, we kind of just did it a little bit. We're, we went back in time um, to the Edmund Fitzgerald. Go back in time a little bit more to what I call probably like the the one of the greatest two wizards podcasts that's right josh our teddy roosevelt versus cryptids episode oh so good yeah and you will remember that we talked about teddy roosevelt hearing the story of a plesiosaur living in a lake in argentina which got him horned up to go down to brazil for some reason and find a missing river that almost killed him and all of his companions and it's a great (laughs) episode go listen to it guys but josh we're going to talk about that monster for just a little bit tonight Um, so the monster that Teddy Roosevelt heard about was something called, uh, the Nahulito. Um, Mm. it lives in the 200 square mile lake Nahuel Hupai, which as of now is bottomless. We're right now, the deepest section we have found is 1,522 feet deep. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Drink, baby. Drink. Yep. I have to. Got to. Um, it has beautiful crystal blue water and usually sits at about 46 degrees. Now, the sightings of the Nahulito began with native sightings, which sparked the imagination. So, so natives in the area had already seen it, and as often happens and will happen again multiple times with cryptid stories, um, local indigenous people see a thing. They talk about it. The white man goes, ho, 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 you're silly. Or a white man takes him too seriously. In this case, the white man's name is Clemente O'Neilly, and he was the director of the Buenos Aires Zoo. Um, he heard oh, about shit. the stories in 1897, and he took a, like, a noted interest, right? And again, we're going to kind of like... We're going to anime story these lines together to where, like, this is going to crash into Teddy Roosevelt Cryptid Hunter in a minute here. And this was a really cool moment for me, like, getting to correlate this contents. Um, In 1910, a man named George Garrett saw a 23-foot something spotted about 400 yards away from him swimming in this lake. 
um, he went around. This kind of sparked his imagination, or not imagination, but like his his curiosity. It sparked his curiosity, and he went around and collected local indigenous stories, and they all told him about this thing living in the lake, this big old thing. Um, also, we need to point out this is ten years before the um. So you know the surgeon's photo, the the most famous picture of the Loch Ness monster, that that black right. outline of the right. hump out of the lake. That's a hoax. We we know it's a hoax. The a gynecologist did it. Like. Damn you. (laughs) Well, the gynecologist published it. Whatever. Um, But the surgeon's photo, um, this was 10 years before the surgeon's photo had been taken. So, like, lake monster fever was a thing, but not really. It wasn't like now where every single lake in the Midwest has its own monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's important to point out that, like, this is still in, like, it's in the zeitgeist, but not really. No one in Argentina in 18... 90 or and or 1910 is going to know about this shit and or 1922 there's there's no reason it would right mm-hmm. um so clementi o'neilly he embarked on an expedition to capture the monster his plan was to hunt it with harpoons oh shit okay right. and uh right. he i think that's funny they're just gonna go kill this fucking thing with harpoons <laughs> Um, and they told newspapers that there was a la- that they were going to hunt the monster in a, a lagoon called Esgol, es- er, sorry, e- uh, Esguel, right? Um, they did this right. as a misdirect, and I really got a shout out. I don't know. Okay, I I have no idea. This is a- literally a hundred and one years ago when this guy was out doing this shit. Mm-hmm. So either he lied to the papers and gave them a false location to misdirect people, or if he fucked up, he could just say, "Yeah, I didn't find anything at all," right? I like to believe he right, misdirected yeah. people instead of sending them to um, Nahul uh, Hapai. Like, instead, he's like, no, go to this other place, right? I just really think right, it's cool. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the expedition turned up nothing because, Josh, have you heard of the missing plesiosaur? Because I haven't. Uh, Teddy no, Roosevelt did, and he did his own little mission there. Um, <laughs> in 1960, though, the Argentinian Navy, they kept pinging a large things... That's a multiple things in the lake for oh, 18 days. Oh, shit. Okay. Which, nothing. 1960, and we're pinging. But you know what? Call back to Russia in 2013 when we found, like, the giant moving blobs in the bottom that we couldn't explain. Um, in 18, or sorry, in 1988, pictures of the monster were published in the Rio, or, or sorry, Rio Negro magazine. And then sightings of... This monster kind of petered out after 2002 when a massive volcanic eruption covered a lot of the lake in ejecta. We're pretty oh, wow. sure that Nahalito is no moss. <laughs> That's, I mean... Yeah. It's just sad, I, just, I don't know. Uh, it, it, you know, but it's a whole thing. They wrote a fucking song about it. Oh shit, really? Okay, um, I didn't want to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to find No, no, please. Here. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, I just think it's so funny. Um, this comes out of John LeMay's um, Cowboys vs. Sorry and South of the Border. Um, there was something called the Plesiosaur... Sorry, we should say this like a human, not a dickhead. The Plesiosaur Tango. Um, oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me see if I can find a published date for this. So I don't know, cool. but they, they, they published it. This was written around this time. I'm just going to, I'll try and I'll, I'll just sing a few bars for you here. Oh, please. I'm, yes. a, <clears throat> I'm a poor hunted animal for the ungrateful without conscience. 
Because I am weird, so I am a curiosity, as people say. Leave me alone here enjoying the solitude of this lake. What will you do to get me, if in vain, take me, I'll take me alive from this place? Don't the lords know that this is not like picking flowers? They intend to leave, they intend here to hunt me and carry me away as if I were nothing. Damned, don't name me. I owe you nothing, O oh Neely. Let me live with equal prerogatives as you live your life. I, I don't know how it's a tango, but it was also translated from <laughs> Argentinian Spanish. So there you go. Okay. But yeah, they wrote yeah, a song about it. Like, there was a protest song about this cat going up to hunt oh this fucking God. monster. So, like, <sighs> of course, of course, Nahalito is real. Just as real as Santa Claus and the Loch Ness Monster and Astrology. And at this yeah. point, the goddamn jackalope. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Tofu Boy. <laughs> and Tofu Boy. God damn it. To Tofu Kozu. Um, <laughs> one more water horse, Josh. Um, hmm. This is... Okay. Okay. If you say water horse, people jump to Nessie. We didn't cover Nessie on purpose. Because we're going to cover the American Nessie, which, quite frankly has more sightings and a little bit bigger um I would I would just say like stake in real Yeah um I could, I we're, could see we're that. going up to Lake Champlain good buddy All right fair enough We know it we love it um it's it's on the border of Vermont and New York uh, Bernie Sanders goes out and yells at the lake about how 1% of the 1% of the lake monsters are <laughs> taking 99% of the news coverage um <laughs> But really and truly, Lake Champlain is a super old glacial lake that used to connect to prehistoric ocean. And this is really, really, really important to note. And it's also really, really cool because I get to be horned up for geology just a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are whales. Or, so we have whale fossils that we found in Lake Champlain from 10,000 years ago. Like during the last glacial maximum before the oceans like rose again. There were isolated pockets of whales, unique and indigenous, to Champlain. That's awesome. That's it's fucking great. That's awesome. It's so that, no, that cool. is. That's um, super cool. It's again connected by alleged underwater channels, and there's underwater caves that we don't know about. And ah, uh, just drink. You know, like I yeah, said, I was going to yeah, talk drink. a lot about lakes tonight, and here we are. Well, um, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Champ might be probably the most famous of American monsters outside of Bigfoot and maybe the Mothman. I'm not sure. I mm-hmm. I heard about Champ when I was a kid. I remember watching the In Search of with Leonard Nimoy, and you know he was all about it. The American Loch Ness monster. Um, Champ was first sighted by natives of the Iroquois and Mohawk tribes, who reported a great horned snake that lived in the lake. They just talked about it. It was just a part of its existence. It, it was just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. It was later described by Samuel D. Champlain, that super famous dude who mapped the lakes as a 20 foot serpent, as big as a barrel with a great horse like head and thick scales that could not be pierced with a poignard. Um, oh, shit. some translators think that, or so, so, so some people, especially the translators of his journals think that Champlain saw a giant sturgeon and or gar. Mm. Um. Again, call back to our giant snakes episode. We had the one about the guy that killed the snake with the um, 
What was it? The the lily head harpoon. Uh, y- yes, right, right, right. Yes. And it talked about like how it was like rain or had like the like the 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 lines of armor and the great sucking mouth. And I was like, Josh, it's a goddamn sturgeon. And guys, spoilers, mm-hmm. a lot of these leg monsters are probably sturgeons. Um yeah. But that is a monster in its own fucking a monster at a time. We should be abundantly clear on. Like yeah. sturgeons yeah, 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 are yeah. the bomb. Um <coughs> sightings of chant persisted until the present day. Um, one of my favorites was from the Monster Quest episode. They talked about a steamship hitting it in the 1800s, and it almost sunk the fucking boat. <laughs> it has up to 300, quote-unquote, credible witnesses in the modern day. Uh, one of the most famous is the Manzi photograph, which is like the, essentially the American surgeon's photo of Nessie. Josh, you have seen this picture, whether you know it or not. This is one of those, like... You know, oh, what's it called? What's the international recognizable scale? You know, and it's like, there's Mickey Mouse oh, um, and the Coca-Cola label. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but we're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but, it's so like, like a metric of, like, how many people across the world can, like, recognize a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm sending you this now, but this is okay. the Coca-Cola, like, recognizableness scale of, again, going in with our, like, Cola Wars of Lake Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I realize I haven't called back to that for a minute and you need to do it. Oh, but. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That picture, Josh, that picture is the Mansi photo. Um, uh, Lake Monster expert, Joe Nickel, who also wrote one of tonight's sources, Lake Monster Mysteries, that I didn't cite because I didn't really use it, but I still read it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. He says it was probably just a log. Oh, fuck you, Joe Nickel. Um, his biggest deal was that this photo was taken in 14-foot shallow water, and he said, well, Champ is probably too big to be swimming in there. And to him, I reply, I'm sorry, sir, are you a plesiosaur expert? Because you're not, because you can't be, because they're all fucking dead, except for Champ and the couple <laughs> examples we talked about tonight. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there is also a cool note with Champ and Kus or with Champ and Issy in that they both echo locate and or communicate via clicks and low hum sounds. Hmm. Once again, Josh, there were whale fossils found in Lake Champlain. Oh, Mayhap so Champ is not but a whale. Yeah, I mean could could be. You know. Could be. I just that one really gets to me. Um there is a leading theory that this photo that I just sent to you and really all photos of lake monsters are just logs. And as long as we're here, we need to talk about this. Uh, this is this is something called pareidolia. Pareidolia is the mistaking of something for something else. Especially if you are already super keyed up to see a fucking lake monster, you're going to look out and see a beaver swimming and go, oh my god, that's the Loch Ness Monster. And I'll go, Josh... This is Pueblo Reservoir in Colorado. Loch Ness Monster is not here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big problem with lake monsters. A lot of these can be explained away with, it's a log, it's a wave, it's otters, it's beavers. Like, yes and. Men, right. lake monsters exist, duh, it might be a log. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, as, as as much as I do want to, like... I want to believe, yeah, almost, almost for sure. It, it's it's probably just a log, <laughs> probably. Um, I also want to talk really quick here about what it might be. 
Um, I have been using the word plesiosaur a lot here. A lot of people believe that these water horse type monsters are plesiosaurs. Now, hmm. according to uh, that Dr. Stewart that I referenced at the beginning of the cast, um, he is a, a plesiosaur biologist, and he puts two big papoors into this um, idea. Number one, um, most lake monster photos show a, it's an S-curve. Right there's the S curve right. of the neck coming up out of the water. Uh, plesiosaur necks could not bend that way. We just oh okay know this through basic biomechanics. Um, Brontosaur, like so, like um, sauropod dinosaurs could. The so okay, it, it gets kind of cool too. So there's a working theory that like plesiosaur necks got so long, so the body would float closer to the surface of the water, and the head would go down, and it would just shuffle through the dirt and eat like shit in the sand okay right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is super Bottom super feeder. cool from like cool. a paleo like biomechanics standpoint it mm-hmm. sucks yeah. if you're me mark the wizard going nessie is a plesiosaur yeah but like <laughs> whatever i'm a wizard we accept truth as it is like mm-hmm. um there's that but also a lot of like so when people talk about these types of water horse monsters coming towards them or seeing them swim, they talk about them, like, swimming. So, like, um, it's doing the, like, what is it, the, 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 not a breaststroke, but, you know, the the breaststroke when you're swimming. Right, yeah. You put mm-hmm. your hands in front and then pull into the sides, and that propels you. Mm-hmm. Uh, plesiosaur uh, biology, or, or biomechanics, they didn't push, they flew. So they would move their, like, limbs in an up-and-down motion, and that would propel them through the water. Uh, like penguins. Okay. They, um, The best gotcha. one I heard was Dr. Stewart explained it like penguins swimming was how they moved. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, we should also point out that these, by and large, went extinct at the KT event with the diners, dinosaurs when the uh, Chicxulub meteor hit. Um, they were distributed around the world, and they started out as lake-dwelling animals, and then eventually branched out into marine environments. And that, Josh, goddammit, Josh, they started in lakes. What's in lakes now? Ah, it's them. Yeah. But it's not. I don't know. (laughs) Ah, it's... Fuck. (laughs) Um, I just... Damn it. I just want to believe. Anyway, moving on to part two here, with sea serpents, or maybe it's a mosasaur. Josh, you gotta, you eat, you eat out, right? Like you go out to like Taco Bell, you know, fast food. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What do you get to right, drink? Right. You know. I usually I, I I get a I don't know some sort of some sort of fountain fountain drink. Yeah, like 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 maybe a Coke. Yeah, like yeah, like maybe a Coke sometimes. Yeah, Coke. Maybe. Yeah. A, yeah. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is is Pepsi okay? So if. Because it better fucking be, because here we go with the Pepsi of Lake Monsters, the Sea Serpents. (laughs) Cola Wars, baby. Cola Wars. (laughs) Again, it's just, these are the two most recognizable types, like, the two most concrete, the two that we see the most. And then next week, we're going to get into, like, the minor sodas. We're going to get into the Mountain Dew of sightings. We're going to get the Sierra Mist, the... the, like... Yeah. RC Cola, yeah. The yeah, RC yeah, yeah. Cola, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> while the water horse was short and compacted, the the me. It, it, okay, so w- tonight there's there's the me and there's the you. The me was mm. the water horse. The you is a sea serpent. It's long and yep. lanky. 
just like you, good buddy. Um, and yes, these are the same as sea serpents. They're just different, and they occur in a freshwater setting. And we're going to get to them in their own time. I don't know. I need to not talk about imaginary monsters for a little fucking while before we get into sea serpents. Um, yeah, well, it, it, it is. Like, that's a whole... Oh, God. Which I, I think... It's it, it it's really difficult to draw any sort of like hard and fast distinction between some of these things because like yes there is I guess broadly speaking there's a plesiosaur versus mosasaur the like water horse versus sea serpent thing I guess there's that whether or not I don't know man it's 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 just What's a yeah, Greek like, contraction, Josh? Say again? What's the Greek but? Oh, um, that would be uh, Allah. Okay, so men, Allah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It, yeah. And, 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 <coughs> but it is, but it is, you're not wrong at all. Like, right. And, and I, I, I guess, I guess the other sort of key. I guess, yeah, one of the key features is, of course, that these are lake monsters, is that they yes. are freshwater. Is yes. that they are freshwater things, right? Like, well, and that's and, important, and, and, too, because, yeah, like, but it's, I, uh, they're all well, the same, well, but they're all different. I don't know. Well, but, but even that's like its own, because, again, go back over any number of our episodes scattered here and there. Um and, and yeah, the number of times you and I are on record saying like, yeah, the ocean is crazy as shit. Um, and that's why Howard Phillips Lovecraft wrote about like the deep ones and all that. Because yeah, like the, o- which, but, but so like, yeah, there's like the ocean, which is scary and spooky. And that's why Finn is afraid of the ocean in Adventure Time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there's like a lake, which granted some of the... Um, measurements that you were giving, like these, these aren't ponds. These are these are giant bodies of water too, and I think that maybe better also the, like contributes the, better than the, the 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 like square mile size of my hometown currently. And then yeah, I think that that can extend downward into the which that's in some the cases part. like a quarter mile. Like yeah, what do you which do it is that? is it's like like is it's like is it's like all of the horrors of the ocean uh but with the convenience brought to landlocked <laughs> you know like it yeah it yeah yeah it, it is it, it's like all the yeah all the mystery all the uncertainty all the like unsettling aspect of like i can't see the bottom of this and i know it goes on for some yeah like ungodly depth uh, but it's yeah, right in your backyard. Yeah, where, bleh, I just freaked myself out. <laughs> You're all right, dude. No, this is where I've been at. Like in my haze yeah. of like Nyquil tripping, and like I've been writing this episode over a couple like months. Like you know, you you read a thing and you add it to the thing and you take a thing out of the thing. But like, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, here we go. Um, so the sea serpent. Or I guess for here it's the littoral serpent because we're in lakes. Um, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> this is a serpentine creature, generally 
quite long, in the range of about 100 feet. They have rough skin, a distinct head, and a tapering tail, and sometimes a string of humps that run along from uh, run along the back from the slender neck into the tail. These also have distinctive eyes. Mm. So, um, if Champ up there in Lake Champlain is the most famous of the water horses, at least in North America, then the lake monster, the Ogopogo, is by far is by far the classic. Which I guess makes the Ogopogo Coca-Cola, but I don't fucking know because I don't get soda. Um, at <laughs> any rate, uh, the Ogopogo is, Josh, the oldest reported lake monster sighted in North America. That is... Oh, man. Ogopogo. Somehow. The Ogopogo? Yeah. Even surpassing Champlain. I don't know. It gets weird. It's all native sightings. I don't fucking get it. Um, <laughs> it gets weird. <laughs> I keep say- I feel like I keep saying, like, oh, yeah, uh, this fucking guy's the oldest one here. Ogopogo's huge. It's fucking huge. Um, it calls the Lake Okanagan its home, which is up in British Columbia, Canada. It's a fjord lake with a healthy inflow of fresh water from several other lakes, which covers 136 square miles and has a maximum depth of 249 feet. Um, mm. Okanagan is also part, it is also the largest lake in an interconnected by underwater tube system or underwater tunnel system to five other lakes in this uh, fucking system. Uh. Five other lakes, and it's the biggest one at 136 square. Just stop for a fucking minute and think about that. Like, this one, this one hurts me. Uh, like, of course, Ogopogo is real, just for the sheer size of Okanagan. Like, well, so going going back to when we sort of like just barely like brushed that toadstool of fungi and mushrooms and like the like vast like interconnected fungal colonies and stuff um yeah that but lakes what the shit (laughs) there's so much water but we can't see it what the shit (laughs) (coughs) that connects to five other fucking lakes underground. That's what gets me. That's what gets me, is it connects to five other lakes and they're all the same system, but they're all interconnected. Of course, Josh, you need only 100 of a thing to make a breeding and stable population oh, of lake my monster. God. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. We also need to point out that Lake Okanagan has frozen over eight times in the last 100 years, so red flag. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, reptiles like alligators can enter a state of hibernation. Um, uh, there was a video a couple months ago. Florida had a deep freeze. Um, mm. And like all those fucking iguanas. <clears throat> sorry, my voice is fading me. Um, all those fucking work. iguanas were falling out of the trees because they got too cold and died. But then like you saw all the alligator snouts sticking up out of the frozen water. As long as, So, and I'm, again, I, I am drawing just broad broad generalizations to justify a point here but like as long as an alligator's mucous membranes do not freeze they can hibernate for sustained periods of time there is no reason to assume that whatever the fuck the ogopogo is does not also hibernate for insane periods of time God damn it. um God damn it. So, um sightings come from the sec 
Sequipemic tribe and the Silix tribe. But so these both these tribes live on Okanagan, but they're separate tribes, right? Um, the Sequipemic call it. Uh, they call it the Naitaka or the Water Demon. Now this beast was so dangerous that it would demand sacrifice from any people who dared to travel across the lake. One day, a visiting chief named Tim Basket said, well, fuck you, this is all bullshit, and crossed the lake without sacrificing to Naitaka properly, who then whipped up a whirlpool and sucked, and sucked Tim Basket's Tim Bits down to the bottom of the fucking lake. <laughs> Holy shit. That is the it coolest... Is- and most horrifying thing I've heard in quite a while. Right, I love that. I love the guy that like shows up and like, oh fuck you and your bullshit. It's not real, and then promptly dies. Yeah, it's like, op- like yeah, opening shot of horror movie. Like, oh no, this is uh, look, we gotta give an offering to this thing. Ah, bullshit. I'm I'm mighty chief. I don't need to deal with this bullshit. I'm Tim and Basket. Then- <laughs> Just get sucked down, and then <laughs> opening credits, Ghostbusters or whatever. <laughs> it's the Ogo. Oh wait, here we go. It's the Ogopogo. You chill in the lake there. It's the Ogopogo. When there's something strange in your lake's neighborhood. You don't know what, but it's 100 feet long and has a horse head, and it don't look good. <laughs> Ogo Pogoin makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Tim Baskets! <laughs> oh, he just got eight. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Okapogo can also create fucking storms on the lake by lashing its tail. We got the giggles, and I feel like I underplayed this, but so Okapogo will fucking murder the canoe party of Tim Baskets and whip up lake. It can create whirlpools and storms. That's cool as shit. It's an American kaiju. Cool. I just, I, again, it's it's not a kaiju. Ooh. It's not. I, I'm being reductive. I just, well, it's a thing. It's, it's a force yes in no. nature. It's a force in nature we don't get on this mm-hmm. gigantic fucking lake. How do you explain it? Yes, it's a monster. A monster is on this lake, and it can create whirlpools and storms. And, and, and this monster is so cruel that you need to sacrifice something to it if you're going to cross the lake to go see your brother. You know, like, yeah, wow, it's, it's great. I, it's great. That's, and that's where I'm at. Um, on the other hand, though, on the other hand, so, like, on the other side of the lake, I don't know where these people live relative to each other, but so, like... Uh, the Silix tribe believed that Ogopogo was actually a benevolent protector of the lake, and it lived in mm. the caves underneath Rattlesnake Island. Josh, Rattlesnake Island also has another name, Monster Island. Do you know why it's called Monster Island, Josh? Because people see lots of monsters there? Yeah, because of how many fucking sightings come out of Monster <laughs> Islands, both in, like, then times and now times. One of the first sightings of Ogopogo by a white guy came from a John McDougal, who watched in horror as his hor- sorry, who watched in horror as his horses were sucked one by one under the water as he tried to cross the lake. He barely escaped with his life by cutting the lead rope tied to his canoe that he was crossing the lake with his horses with. McDougal I mean, okay. promptly said "fuck that" and left the area and didn't come back. He was just done. He 
if nothing else, this man reported, Hey, McDougal, I thought you were going to fucking go homestead up there at Okanagan. Oh, yeah, no. All my fucking horses got eaten like cocktail weenies at a fucking party. Oh. Well, that's rough. Yeah, I'm going back to fucking Chicago. I don't even care. Like, yeah. I mean... Which, okay, uh... Listeners, hit your bingo card. Where's the Netflix original movie about the Ogopogo? <laughs> or miniseries? Like, God, ah, there's so much. Where's the, yeah, like, Monster Island? I want that. I want that. The, Come on, guys. The fucking native people call it Monster Island because, because of how much shit is seen around. Like, come on. Come on. Like, just, it's, it's right there. Mark says that Velma's like, okay, which is, which is, yeah, I, I'm willing to trust you with that, but okay. He, 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 uh, no, what, what was it? It was the, yeah, it was the terrible triangles when we were talking about like the Scooby-Doo, um, like glass bottom boat company. Yeah, how you and I are gonna fucking be Scooba Doo bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're really. gonna like yeah, yeah right. you're gonna paraglide her in with your dick flapping in the breeze. Yeah. And you're gonna be the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Mindy Kaling, if you're listening to this podcast. I really hope you're not. I really hope you're not. But <laughs> if it happens to come your way, have season two of Velma, because it season two has already been greenlit. I, I saw that. Send send the gang to Monster Island. Um, and then hire me and Mark as creative consultants so that it'll... We can, we can Josh, rush this Josh, it's so vessel. not a bad show. It's such an okay show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Lake Monsters are real. Duh. Yes. Mindy Kaling's yeah. Velma is passable. I don't know how the fuck you feel about anything. <laughs> um, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> In 1876, we got to move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yes, please. Yes, please. We're, <laughs> we're getting we're, super we're, horned up here. In well, 1876, yeah. um, a Miss Susan Allison, um, she was a pioneer who was also really, she seems like a really genuinely cool person who was trying mm. to establish like friendly communication with local natives. Um, so she moved in the area in 1876, and while she was there, she started collecting stories from local tribes after she saw a giant snake-like creature in the lake. And she just, like, kind of went to, like, people, like, local tribes. She's like, hey, man, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, that's Niataka. Um, You probably should stay the fuck out of the lake. <laughs> in 1936, um, 30... Okay, um, okay so blow your, blow your mind here. Ready? Um, yep. In 1936, 30 cars... Cars worth, so like at least four people in each one of them. So tops 120 people saw just something big hanging out and playing around the Mission Beach area at one time or another. They just reported seeing this shit. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking care about watermarks, Google Docs. What are you fucking doing to me? (laughs) Sorry, I went to page down. It's like, do you want to talk about watermarks? No. I'm fucking not. I'm talking about modern monsters, bitch. Um, Many boaters saw it in the 1940s. Uh, There was one account stating that it had a long, sinuous body of 30 feet 
with at least five undulations about two feet apart and a forked oh. tail. Oh, These said, man. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. no, no, no. No, I was just going to say, like, I love me some undulations. Oh, I love, love some undulations. Especially here, especially with these, because that's the point of these serpents, is they undulate, they up and down, yes. right? Yep, they up and down. Yeah. Versus, like, the humps that are stationary and move, like, no, these are different. No. Yep, um, yeah. These sightings continue, and they grew more numerous, and photos were taken, and then more photos were taken, and then more photos were taken. In 1978, uh, a Bill Stechuk was crossing a bridge on the west side of Okanagan Lake in October, uh, driving towards the town of Kelowna, when he caught the movement in the lake and promptly stopped his car on the goddamn bridge. All traffic behind him was made to grind to a screeching fucking halt, and somehow no one was hurt. But during this time, he sprinted to the railing along with 20 other onlookers, and 20 other onlookers photographed a big old head with three big old humps trailing at it maybe 60 meters out into the bay, or into the lake. Bill and the onlookers watched the creature swimming for nearly a minute, after which time it disappeared beneath the water, and then everybody stopped and called Bill probably an asshole for making them stop traffic. <laughs> I just but 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 here's uh, another group sighting, like you mentioned, like a mass, mm -hmm. oh. another mass, and all these people saw the same shit. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, again, I am yada yadaing so much of this shit. In 2000, at Bertram Creek Park, 20 people watched a 40-foot log in the middle of the lake suddenly come to life, start thrashing. And then disappear. Man. Oh, a marathon man. swimmer named Daryl Ellis reported being accompanied for a short distance during his swim by two large creatures as he passed Rattlesnake <coughs> Monster Island. He described them as being six to nine meters, 20 to 30 feet long. Nice. Nice. And the second, oh yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the second creature was smaller. They followed him for quite a while and then disappeared when he swam near Okanagan Lake Floating Bridge in Kelowna, the last town that I cannot fucking pronounce. Yeah. Um, he reported the creature had large eyes the size of a grapefruit, and it came close and looked at me. Just, fuck. I, swimming. Oh my god, can you imagine? I don't care. I can't. Did I tell you my Hawaii story, Josh? I, I don't about the whales and how I was swimming out and I heard people on the beach screaming and I was about 120 yards out into open ocean mm -hmm. and maybe 80 yards from me a fucking uh, humpback whale breached holy shit really I told you that story did I not no this is the first oh. time I'm hearing this holy oh, fuck, shit yeah. so when we were That's in Hawaii awesome. on the big island I was out floating on my back in the middle and I kind of heard like I was, I was way out I was about 120 yards out I was way out in about, I don't know how deep it was, but it had to be pretty solidly deep water. Yeah, but I was just like right. chilling, like, and there were still people surfing like 60 feet from me. So I was like, yeah, I'm safe. And yeah, I started yeah, kind of like, like right. let the tide take me. I was just like chilling. And I heard commotion. And like in the back of my skull, I heard a thing. And I kind of oh. like sat up in the water and a fucking humpback whale breaches maybe 60 feet away from me. Um, Let's so I go, panicked dude. and fucking like swam as quick as uh, any human could. I out Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps, and got back <laughs> to the shore. B 
Because, like, holy shit, here's this. And I didn't know it, but, like, when it fucking. So, like, I heard something and I knew about it, like, in the base of my school, and I kind of, like, felt it. And then, like, I sat up and saw it. And then when it hit, I, like, felt the thunder in my chest. It was so. It was simultaneously the coolest and most horrifying thing ever. I did, I thought I told you about that. Yeah, no. It no. was super cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, like, I swam back to shore and, like, it was cool. I lost a contact and, like, I was freaking out. And Amanda's like, oh, my God, you're out there. I was like, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It could have squished me. Like, yeah. Like, and I had, like, my fucking left eye in because my right eye was missing now. And, like, right. I was, like, yeah. trying to see yeah, and, like, yeah, like, like, like the basic people. blob. And, yeah, no, this, like, fucking humpback just, like, chilled and played around and reached for about 40 minutes and left and yeah no anyway my point is i cannot imagine being followed by shit that's better than 30 feet long i was 60 feet away from something that's probably like 40 feet long and i was paralyzed with fear (laughs) to be followed like if i was to swim to the shore and it followed me like like yeah just oh my god would you were right it's just yeah, on on top of just the vast, unknowable width and breadth and depth that is giant bodies of water. Like, just, just even that by itself is, like, bad enough. But then when, yeah, something is, like, something is following you. Holy yeah. fuck, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to point out, I can just sit here and read fucking Ogopogo sightings, or or mm. or you guys and you, Josh, can go to ogopogoquest.com/sightings, which has a comprehensive list. Um, they are a ton of fun to read. Um, and quite frankly, I 100% stand Ogopogo as being real. But buddy. We just got to move on because, like, astrology and Santa Claus and now every other thing we talked about, yes, of course, it's real. In Utah, Josh, Utah, land <gasps> of the Mormons, in the Holy bottle, shit. okay, here we go, in the bottle hollow reservoir, which is not that old, it's a man-made reservoir, it is only a few miles north of the infamous Skinwalker Ranch, which is already its own thing, and we're not going to cover it because a thousand other podcasts have covered it. It's weird. It's spooky. It's ooky. Um, in this bottleneck reservoir, there is a sinister reputation for unexplained drownings, strange lights beneath the water, and UFOs going in and out of the lake. But it also has a 40-foot-long brown beast of its own. There is a campground situated right there next to the reservoir, if you want to go look for it. And I know what you're thinking about this, but, like, Mark, did, did they trap a monster in the reservoir? Well, well, maybe they might have. Because, so, all the Mormons that showed up at this spot talk about this fucking lake monster that showed up in their waterway. Holy shit. They talk okay. about it as a plague from God. But they also talk about... And this is what really, this is what really fucking gets me. Um, there is a lake monster that lives in the Provo River called Water Babies, the local indigenous U population talked about. And these mm. are semi-aquatic humanoids about the size of children that come out of the water at night and croak like frogs. <laughs> okay, that's... Josh, shut up. You can't. Okay. Shut up. Right. You shut up. Right. I know what you're going to do. You fucking nope. shut up. You can't be like Joseph Smith X, coax, coax. No, you will not, sir. You will not. 
see how he DCs. See how he slacks. Okay. Um, <laughs> they talk about these fucking water babies coming up out of the Prover River. Um, the local indigenous people also talk about a large water monster living in the Provo River. And there's not a lot there. It's just a thing that's there. And I know you want more Mormon monsters, Josh, so I will not leave you so wanting. Let's go to Bear Lake. Also in Utah, but also in Idaho. It's a big fucking 108 square Mm. mile lake shared by the two states that has been reported by both natives and the immigrant settlers as far back as the 1800s of some huge thing living in the lake. Oh my god, okay, yep. These reports resemble a serpent with legs that are about 18 inches long that will come up onto the shoreline and just eat shit. Um, Shit? Really, 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 these accounts to me remind me of orca whales breaching onto the beach to, like, kill a seal. Oh, okay, You know how yeah. they will purposely beach themselves and, like, well, and even um, back into, like, deep water? Yeah. Well, even uh, in Florida, there's, um, yeah, like, dolphins will do that for, like, fishing. They'll, like, yeah. kind of, like, team up and, and, like, swim in pairs and make a little wake between them and the wake will like wash fish up onto the shore and then yeah they like kind of like half beach themselves to to eat the fish and then like slide back in so yeah makes sense um when it's out in open water it moves with a large undulating body that is usually about 30 feet of exposed surface with a light cream color which this is the first cream color Mm, monster we have yeah which yeah yeah. um yeah um People, so um, the Mormon settlers in this region reported seeing something in the lake that moved faster than a locomotive and had a head that usually looked like a cow, otter, crocodile, and or walrus that didn't have the tusks. Oh, man. But it was always at least 50 feet long and not less than 40 feet. And sometimes it had spikes up on its spine. The last sighting was in 2002. Okay. It is funny, Mark, that, that, that you're mentioning so many of these, like, Utah lake monsters. Because in about two months' time, um, end of March, early April, I'm, I'm going to be in Utah um, presenting at an academic conference in, um, in a Provo. So, I mean, yeah, like, my conference schedule is pretty tight and uh, uh, things like that but but I, I don't know maybe we'll have to do like a wizard abroad in Utah um, <laughs> see if I go can to bottle, go to Bottle Reservoir see what happens yeah like, yeah I'll go to Bottle Reservoir I can maybe sneak go up to the Provo River check that shit out like, yeah, yeah. So, so right like I'm going to be in Provo I would imagine the Provo River runs near Provo <laughs> um, but then also like I'm looking at here apparently the Great Salt Lake has it has its own uh, North Shore monster. Yeah, you want to talk about that? So, so I just pulled this up when we yeah. were talking about it. So I, I don't know if I have as much, but yeah, but but apparently, um, yeah, that's its own kind of kind of um, monster that they have here. And and I'm just reading off the Wikipedia page. Um, at dusk or evening of early summer 1877. J.H. McNeil uh, and several other employees of the Barnes & Company Salt Works 
um, took to the sh- lakes, t- t- took to the Great uh, Salt Lake's North Shore, and reported seeing a huge creature with a crocodile-like body and the head of a horse. The creature made a fearsome bellowing noise and charged the workers who promptly ran up to a nearby hillside and hid in the brush until morning. <laughs> uh, some people thought it was a buffalo. Okay. But, uh, but, but also, 30 years earlier, a man identified only as Brother Bainbridge reported seeing a monster with a dolphin-like body in the lake near Antelope Island. So who knows, man? Maybe I'll like make some friends with uh, with some of the Mormons out there, and I'll get to go out on like a little lake ferry tour. Um, so without being that guy, like, there's nothing in Mormon doctrine that could like say poo poo to fucking lake no. monsters, right? Like, if anything, no. lake monsters would be like more of that like fucking Marky Kane shit. So why not? Like, right? Yeah. If uh, yeah, just like. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, yeah, within the Book of Mormon, or maybe the Pearl of Great Price, even, maybe there is something about, like, yeah, this is the Leviathan of the Americas. I don't know. <laughs> it's still on my reading list. <laughs> it's still on my reading list. <laughs> so, yeah, so, who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll sneak away from this academic conference and do a little wizard boots on the ground. Uh, I'll meet robe. you in Salt Lake. Let me know where you're at, and we'll uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so to that end, I we're running long tonight, and I knew we were gonna. So we're gonna um, finish up next week. We're, we're we're gonna pick up next week in um, Norway with what is probably the most famous uh, lake serpent sighting of all time. Oh, sweet. And then also, the other representatives in the Cola War there, representing Mountain Dew and Sierra Mist and Dr. Thunder. I'll let you all extrapolate that shit. Josh, um, up to this point, Lake Monsters, how do you feel? What are you thinking? What you got, buddy? Yeah, so I think we did... um, Not we. I think you, uh, good sir, good wizardly sir, did an amazing job guiding this episode, which... We, of course, like, tipped our wizard hats to Nessie, but also the many iterations that she inspired uh, in Russia, in Japan, um, in South America, in North America. Uh, And I'm very much looking forward to part two. Uh, I, I, I just... Oh, God damn it! I had, like, a cute, like, oh, Josh, remember this thing, because it'll be a cute way to wrap up this episode. <laughs> this fucking dank demon and Eben Fitzgerald. Uh, <laughs> they did their work on me, and so... <laughs> so I am just going to say uh, thank you for, for, for guiding me and for guiding us along on this episode and looking forward to part two. Yes, and, of course. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, fucking a, we're gonna get out of here. Um, listeners, do you know about lake monsters? Have you seen a thing? Were you out swimming, training for a marathon, and you saw something that pursued you for a couple meters? Uh, let us know. You can do that by going to the Two Wizards podcast on. Or, wow, I'm bad at plugs. 
When's the last time I plugged the fucking show, John? No, I was just going to yeah. say, like, you know, yeah, no, no, this is... I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> um, uh, you can go to uh, twowizardspodcast at gmail.com, twowizardspodcast on Twitter, twowizardspodcast on Instagram, twowizardspodcast on Facebook. You can let us know there. Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter or on our sister podcast, the Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of that beloved old animation classic, King of the Hill, and talk about it. Uh, we're into season eight now. Fully and thickly, and oh my god, here we are. Josh, oh god, it's... Check us out there, Josh. Where can these good people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at PlaidBarbarian. And... um, and yeah, so I, as uh, regular listeners will, will, will know, I'm, I'm currently in the thick of writing my dissertation. Um, uh, mentions that I, that I have this academic conference uh, coming up uh, at the end of March. Um, hopefully, uh, if, the, if the orb predicts, I'll be graduating uh, soon. And... Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, and so maybe like I'm I'm gonna start planting these seeds. I'm I'm gonna start harvesting these blood crystals from the goblins. Um, <laughs> so maybe maybe around like yeah, maybe around like late April or May. Maybe I'll even have some like some other cool projects that I'll be like kind of spinning up for the first time with all the with this like copious free time that I'll have now. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm not promising anything. I'm not like committing to anything, but just like know that perhaps before too long, um, there, 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 there may be, there, there may be new additions to the, uh, high hammock studios, uh, uh, podcasting empire. Oh, because, baby. because yeah, I'll be finished writing this 200 pages of stuff <laughs> and, all, and I, I won't know what to do with myself uh, yes. but 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 yes and so and so keep in touch for updates with that uh, thank you for joining us it's always a pleasure always a treat um, and my name is Josh and I'm a wizard and my name is Mark and I'm a wizard thank you for listening we love you all everyone take care everybody good night he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!